Hello guys, welcome to another episode of AFD Tech Talk. We are just a bunch of friends who love science and technology and meet up to talk about it. Be sure to check out our past episodes and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at AFD Tech Talk. Welcome back to another episode of AFD Tech Talks podcast. We are bringing you a new one, and I'd like to introduce you to our usual suspect. Our usual suspect, yeah. Okay, so I'll be the moderator for today, and my name is Nyakwe. I'm part of the team, but I'm new on here. So, yeah, we'd like you to enjoy the show. Today, we are bringing you news from the Google I.O. 2019. Kwamina will be taking us through. Selom will be taking us on a flight to try and investigate Boeing's MCAS. I know you guys have heard a lot of news about flights, crashes and things on the on the internet. We'll try and investigate and have fun while doing that. And we can begin now. So, Kwamina. Well, before I even start, let me acknowledge the the clever pun <laughs> you you chipped in there when you were talking about the MCAS and how um, Salom is going yeah. to talk about Boeing. Yeah, I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Google I.O., which is Google's um, largest annual developer conference, is going to kickstart on the 7th of May, and it's going to run through until May 9th. Now, usually during, during iOS, this is when Google announces um, new devices and new iterations to their Android and TensorFlow, Google Photos, and some of their, their other products. So I'll basically just talk about a, a few of the things I am expecting from this um, congregation of, you know, geeks. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the first one definitely is, is, is going to be on Android Q. So this is the, the 10th iteration of Android. We've really come a, a very long way. So I'm expecting Google to um, give more inf- information about Android Q. I don't know what I think the, the name for Q is going to be. Where, Do you have any ideas, Q? Cutie pie. <laughs> okay, okay. I remember there were times when we were, we were thinking of Inkati cake and all that. Yeah, 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 for yeah, for for him, yeah. yeah. So, so they are just going to give us a name and then definitely another beta is, is going to be given wow. to those who have um, Pixel wow. 1, Pixel 2 and then Pixel 3 devices. So that's that's something I am expecting to see because um, I've been using the the Android Q on my Pixel and I really like the updates and the things that have happened to it. I think we are going to have a true system-wide dark theme and then also for the first time um, Android is going to support secure face ID. I think I actually mentioned in, in some of our, our past episodes that it's Huawei that's actually using Face ID as we, we know it. The rest are basically just using cameras to, yeah, to map scan, yeah. um, the face. So Google is going to support it and this will probably launch um, a, a new era where Android manufacturers are coming up with phones that have true Face ID. Yeah, so um, that's pretty exciting, and 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 of course, so many other Im- improvements and things under the hood that we are also expecting to see. Now, I also think that um, Pixel 3a and Pixel 3a XL will be announced during the the Google I/O. Now, um, if you've been following the rumor mills and some of the Android blogs and websites, you would have seen 
the full specification of Pixel 3a and 3a XL. Gone are the days where you know leaks were basically just from schematics. Nowadays, the yeah, whole we, box, yeah, we see the <laughs> everything just leaks. Yeah, it is just incredible how they have taken this. I mean, back then, it was even very difficult to get. To get leak. Yeah. yeah, it's like some kind of like patent. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we see that yeah. Yeah. Uh, the company has signed a patent, so we try and make make um, ideas out of that. Exactly. But now, they literally put the phone in our yeah. hands. Yeah, so. and it's just yeah. crazy. Yeah. And I, I also remember maybe just like one, one person is going to leave a prototype in a bar for like an, an hour and then people will just get to take pictures of, pictures of it yeah. and then it will just leak into it but now we, we, we see everything. So we've been hearing of Pixel 3a and 3xl a lot. I think oh, it's been almost um, six months since we started hearing news and you know mentions and whispers of it in news articles. Um, I think three, three days ago I saw the latest and the largest leak which was basically the entire oh. box, even full with the IMEI number and all of that. Oh. So, so, so yeah, I am expecting Google to announce it. Now the, the 3A and 3A XL um, are not going to be the successors to Pixel 3 and 3 XL. Yeah, I was about to ask you that. Why why the 3 Why not just move on to the Pixel 4? To the 4. Yeah. Uh, so the if you even look at the specifications of the 3A and, and 3A XL, they are shipping with the um, Snapdragon 710 chip instead of the flagship 855 that we would be ex expecting. Yeah. Also, there are some other, you know, one or two compromises here and there in terms of the spec sheet, which points me to the fact that it is not yeah. a successor exactly. to the yeah. Pixel yeah. 3. So it's basically a step back and appears to be a, an attempt to cut down on the price, or am I, I may be wrong. Uh, well, given given the fact that Pixel 3 and 3 XL sales have flopped massively, um, I think the, the Google CEO was even talking about how due to extend competition in the market they were not able to you know sell as as much as they were expecting i think one of the or some of the major reasons why the pixel 3 didn't sell as as much as it's supposed to have sold was that it was increased by a whooping 200 dollars and then the specs were not exactly mouth-watering when you compare them to the other 2018 flagships so you know um, and there was that notch. Yes, there, there was, was a notch. notch. Yeah, there were which, all of these um, yeah. performance issues and complaints after complaints after complaints about you know how it has bad RAM management and whatnot. So I think maybe Google is just trying to stem you know things with the introduction of the mid-range devices because if you remember, this is what the the Nexus line used to be yeah, like. Yeah. You know kind of mid-range to top tier specs but moderately priced and coming with the latest yes. google software yes. so so yeah let's just see how the 3a and 3a xl will perform on 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 the market my outlook is is a b minus because you know the samsung galaxy s10e is probably going to compete with this and looking at the specs and the design of the that one i don't think i would want to spend money on this but i'll spend money on, on that one instead the iphone 10xr is also in direct competition with yeah. with this given you know apple's massive fan base <laughs> which kind of points to be or shows to be shrinking um they may rather spend money on that in, instead of this so let's just see how this is going to go for the internet search giant <laughs> Um, Kwamna, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I, I think you said something about the Pixel 3 being increased by $200. Yeah. How much is it? 
Um, so, so the Pixel Three original price is eight hundred dollars. That's the, wow. the the base model. The base model. Yeah. But the thing is that Pixel fans are not quite used to you know buying phones at eight eight hundred nine hundred thousand um, dollars as it used to be because. Looking at or looking back, you'd realize that we started from the Nexus line, which was you know Mid-range. moderately priced, um, kind of mid to high tier specs, but very moderately priced. And then Google switched us to the Pixel line, and then you know sky, the price skyrocketed to about six hundred fifty, seven hundred dollars. And then oh. the Pixel Three comes, and it's you know two hundred dollars more than what we are we are used to, with specs that don't quite match their $200 increase in our minds. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. this this seems to me, I think Niakwe was right, he's not going to spend money on, the, on, the, on an $800 <laughs> phone, but he's definitely going, probably going to get a, a Pixel 3 for $400. Yeah, yeah. $400, yeah, $479 yeah. is, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, $479, how much, how much is that in CD Square? So that's $2,500. Charlie, no be small money money can't spend for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Charlie. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, so let's just see how, how that's going to go for the smartphone, for the internet giant. The next um, thing that I'm expecting to see is definitely, definitely, definitely an update to Android Wear. Now, I am a diehard Android fan, but when I see the Apple Watch, my head turns a little. I know that with um, Android Wear 2, 2.3 on my Huawei Watch 2, um, things have gotten much much better from what I, I started off with but I recently read a couple of you know news items about some very exciting changes coming to Android coming. Wear. yeah I yeah. think some of which have even started you know shipping out to um, some of the smartwatches that we we know are in existence so definitely let's let's please see some updates to Android Wear. last year we were predicting that Google was going to, you know, enter the smartwatch game by announcing a Pixel Watch, watch but yeah. that didn't happen. That, yeah. yeah, that yeah. didn't happen. So I will throw in that wild card again and say I'm expecting to see a Pixel Watch that that's going to pair beautifully with the Google Pixel phone. Now, I'll say from from an Apple fanboy perspective, <laughs> I'll say all the best to you guys. <laughs> yeah, as so. you try to find find the, the perfect. Android Wear mm. update, yeah. Yeah, and the next thing I'll talk about is, is Google Stadia, which is basically a, a cloud gaming um, service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I saw it on Twitter. Can you tell us more what's going on? That, yeah, and that. I, I think we, we, we even mentioned this during episode one when we were talking about the an- an- announcement from the Apple special event because Apple announced oh, yeah, the also, Apple Arcade, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is in direct competition with Stadia. Stadia. Oh, yeah. okay. So if you want more information about it, be sure to check out episode one. Or if you have already listened and you have forgotten, you can just go back and <laughs> revise. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, we just need to see more information about Google Stadia, probably a, a working demo of how this uh, like. yeah, cloud gaming service is, is going to be like. And I don't know if it's going to go live after they make the announcement, but yeah, definitely some, some more flesh to this um, news item. And so this is long overdue, but we may probably also see an update to Android TV. 
Oh, yeah, wow. Apple has announced um, Apple you, TV Plus. You, you guys waited. You waited for us <laughs> to announce the Apple TV Plus, and you know, yeah. update yours. Apple, Apple has, has announced the Apple TV Plus, so I am expecting. You know, now things are, are, are getting much more competitive. So in order to stay af- afloat, you need to be, you know, very wild and much on your toes. So I am expecting to see an an update, a proper update to the Android TV platform as we um, know it. Yeah, so um, pretty much this is what I am expecting from from the IO. Oh, definitely there there will also be updates to Google Photos. So okay, okay. So yeah, let's just see how how that's going to turn out. So we've had we've had um, a summary of what the Google IO is going to be about. Um, as you heard from Carmen, it's going to start on Tuesday, the seventh of May, to and ends on 9th. Yeah. So as I promised you, that's just the first part of the show. Um, we are going to dive deep into the second part where Salom will take us will take us to the a little summary and a little investigation of what we've been seeing on 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 our on our dailies so we want to know what he has for us so that we get a better understanding of what is actually happening all right thank you Ni. uh Bowen I don't know if they are far from redemption now but as each day goes by, they seem to be losing public trust. And I'm actually at this point wondering if they will be able to recover from this slump. Um, because no Boeing has been around for a long time. I mean, the, yeah, the yeah. acquired assets of McDonnell Douglas. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've ever... Okay, probably you're not born by then. So you know, <laughs> there's no way you've ever written in a DC why 10. Sounding, why are you sounding like you were born by then? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was fascinated with the DC 10. It was like, it changed the game when it comes to... The, um, flights. Yeah, flights, civilian yeah. flights and that kind of thing. Like airliners, the DC 10 changed the game. I mean, it was a trailblazer. And this company was acquired by Boeing. So Boeing has been in the game for some time now. So I don't expect such mistakes to, to be coming from them in terms to how they are... They are managing their aircraft and their designs and all that. Uh, we basically brought this up because yet again we've heard that a Boeing 737, what is the regular version of the Max 8? Yeah, yeah the Max 8 is, is the version which um, got which was involved in the crash recently in yeah, Ethiopia. Yeah, two crashes unfortunately. So the, this is just a regular 737 and the 737 scared off a runway and, and, and in the landed in the river in Florida. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just thinking about this whole thing. It's, it's. I, I, I've not delved into the details of what the, the, the accident, like what really happened, the accident. But whatever it is, it's still pushing Boeing into deeper, like muddier waters, with regards to their aircraft safety. And even talking about aircraft safety, they've not had the very best of records. There's been a lot of crashes involved compared to their competitor, Airbus. Airbus is going to probably have a field day because they are a relatively new company compared to Boeing, so they have that chance to learn from mistakes that Boeing is, um, the errors, the blunders which they are committing right now. And it's also expected that they'll have a, a lower um, casualty or fatality rate with regards to their, the safety of their aircraft. But looking at Boeing, Boeing um, is a trailblazer. I mean, the 737 is like the best-selling. It's, it's basically the Honda Civic of the skies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, they went ahead and decided to come out with the Max 8. And uh, they implemented this very, very, very fascinating feature on the Max 8 called the um, MCAS, or the Maneuvering Characteristic 
augmentation system. So one, you probably wonder what the MCAS is or what it does in this case. The, the reason why the MCAS is of interest to us right now, actually us in the tech world, is it's basically like, it's not autopilot per se, but it's basically having the, the plane's computer add additional assistance when we get when it comes to flying the plane let me explain it so Boeing in an attempt to cut down on fuel costs and to also create a plane which was going to be in direct competition with Airbus's A320neo they came out with the Max 8 and which is all which is the which is the improved version of their popular 737 so they had this MCAS thing on it because they um, had placed the engines on the plane for fuel efficiency. They are placed the engines on the plane a little bit higher up than usual. So, so the, the engines were bigger, right? Yeah, the engines were bigger on this plane and it posed a problem with regards to the weight, the overall weight on the plane. So the side effect of this is that the plane is not able to remain on a, like a horizontal level in flight. The nose was either stolen or dipping, depending on what uh, flight condition they were in. And this was going to be very, very difficult for any like pilot of regardless of your experience to like adequately handle without putting the passengers in some sort of situation. So the MCAS was there to automatically detect when the plane's nose is stolen or dipping and adjust the ailerons on the wings to um, to stabilize the plane. Now here's the case. I mean this 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 is closely related to like this uh, autonomy which you are finding like self-driving and that kind of thing like let me ask you Nee, would you allow your computer to drive you um <coughs> ding ding tesla ding ding <laughs> <laughs> yeah tesla is doing a great job at doing that um would i allow okay so you have to look at this in context um in the states where it's normally used it, it would make a lot of sense but in ghana here i don't think um, an ai can can really control me when I'm control situations on the ground because in especially okay let me let me put it in a proper context you are somewhere I don't want to sound you're somewhere in a shy man I'm using I'm using a shy man because there are lots of people and um, pedestrians by the roadside um I I don't know how the AI will take will take that so but, but I think it's um so there are there are two forms or there are two types yeah. there's the autonomous which yeah. is the AI taking complete Full control, control yeah. and then you know driving you and then there's the semi-autonomous, which, which is where you and the AI yeah, are in tandem in sync, yeah. trying to drive. Now, before um, it is it is passed for cars to ride through Ashaiman and the rest, they would have been fed with data about how the Ashaiman right. routes are, the environs, all of the variables about how people are, are going to cross and the rest. So it may be scary initially as the AI is being trained, but as time goes, goes on, on I feel legs. like yeah, okay. it will pick okay. it up and then you'll be it will be able to you know pre predict okay. Okay. things that are going to be there. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Then I I guess that will make sense because with the current AI, I think if they put it, they don't run a test and they put it right there, the car will be on on a halt the whole time because yeah. there are always people around yeah, and always. I know yeah I know. Um, they have been trained to stop once they are pedestrians around and yeah whatever so yeah um, Salam you can continue with 
Yeah, so so uh, you've, you've, you've answered what I wanted to hear. And uh, I, I brought this up because uh, even though the MCAS feature on the Max 8 is not autopilot per se, but it's like sort of like an augmentation to what you, the pilot, are doing in the cockpit. Now, the question here is what happens when stuff like these go wrong? As demonstrated in the tragic crashes of Lion Air and Ethiopian Airlines, we realized that the MCAS was fed erroneous information, erroneous data from the, the sensors all around the plane. And this caused it to falsely believe, if there's anything, there's any word as belief for a system which is purportedly non sentient. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. That the plane was not in a stable, like, was not, was not stabilized. So it attempted to stabilize, but yet did the opposite. The, the, its actions resulted in the opposite. And here I am, I'm imagining being a pilot, like, in, a, in the 737 Max 8, and I'm totally clueless to what's happening because all of a sudden the, the plane is beginning to stall dip, yeah. and dip and that kind of thing. I have almost no control over it because here is my computer which is basically trying to kill me. What and happens when the computer tries and to the, kill me? The funny thing is there was no stop button. Um, the pilots were not trained. I think there should have been a kill switch. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, there, there, there actually was. There actually and was a kill yeah, switch. And the, the, the pilots were actually very smart. They managed to gain control over the the flight again and then turn off completely the MCAS but by that time it was too late to restore balance again so the, they the plane. unfortunately okay. had to crash yeah yeah i mean this is that's very 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 tragic and uh, I, I don't know i think bowen in another related uh related to this whole issue they didn't i don't think they adequately provided information about MCAS to the pilots who were oh, yeah, they, definitely they did not they because didn't, they, didn't they, do that. they were in fierce competition with airbus after airbus <laughs> announced their, their new engines which were more efficient and much larger without having to change a lot of the schematics about how pilots even um take off and and all they quickly rushed to the market and then you know just like Salom was was mentioning, put big bigger uh, engines on their, yeah, yeah, on and, their planes, and, and then just give give some of the the pilots very quick tutorials with the um, tagline being that you don't really need to learn so any new thing can, before yeah. you you can fly this and in order so to continue. So airlines don't have to spend extra money training their pilots. Yes, yeah. and to give to give the listeners um, a little insight of why we are mentioning, we just keep mentioning Airbus and Boeing. The air flight industry is 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 basically a duopoly between Airbus yeah. and, and Boeing. So you don't really have the other companies basically or most often just develop in a niche. Their niche. They are just in the niche industry, which um, private flights, private jets um, to for for um, the rich folks and around the world. So it's it's the the market is just it's basically Airbus and Boeing. So if Airbus feels that Boeing is going to bring out a new system which will be in competition with their flights, they'll definitely do something. And that's what Boeing was trying to do because um, they, they heard of um, Airbus's new new flights which was about to roll out and they wanted to put, put something in place or try to beat that before Airbus released theirs. And uh, you, you can all see how this has gone bad. Like This, was, this has resulted in every 737 MAX 8 around the globe grounded and until but, further notice. Yeah, but I was very disappointed that um, Boeing actually waited for governments around the world to ground. Yeah, they should have taken that. They should have taken no, their lead and say, you know yeah. what, we have messed up and therefore we are not going to fly in any of these things again. But they but basically just It was going to be a huge waited. blow to them fi financially. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 big financial yeah, mess, yeah. but that can't compare with the lives that, that have, have lost. lost. Yeah, I mean, 
yeah. can't compare. It. So unlike, they should have owned yeah. Unlike being in a small sure. phone company where you can have blunders like this, you can have your sales drop uh, and not lose any human lives. Yeah. <laughs> apart from a few phones exploding in your face. Which <laughs> talking about blunders, um, I heard of the S10 exploding recently, yeah. but yeah, let's so leave like that. That, that, that's why I said, that. I said a certain phone exploding in your face, so let's <laughs> leave that for, for the next episode. Mm. Yes, because um, coming back to Boeing, funny enough, I, I'm very confident they might be able to recover from this if they play their cards well, because they've had very, very, they have a very long track history when it comes to airline fatalities. So many of them, and most of them, I think the most um, prominent one, I want to talk about the United Airlines 811. I think this was in 1989. 89, yeah. 99, right? 89, 89, 89, 89, 89, exactly. 89. From Los Angeles to Honolulu. And they had this design flaw on the plane, on the plane which was supposed to be an innovation, where the, uh, basically the cargo hold door opened outwards instead of in, in, inwards. And they did this to like save more space and also make the plane more streamlined and uh, Full efficient, and it went the wrong direction because during flight, the cargo hold door wasn't properly closed. Probably secured, and the latch just like gave way, and then the door just ripped open, and then immediately the plane uh, experienced explosive the compression, and that that was it. That was just nine it. people. I heard nine people flew out. Just nine people just flew out of the plane terrible. instantly. Imagine terrible. me being <laughs> on a plane, minding my own business, and just, yeah. the next moment I'm in the air. <laughs> That's scary. Uh, anyway, that's just that about that. Um, uh, Boeing, I'm I'm really praying like uh, it's, a, it's able to find a way, especially with the latest news being the 737, which skates into a river in Florida. I really hope I'm really hoping they play their cards well and then come back from this and give us some more interesting stuff in the future. And Airbus is probably yes having a field day and taking notes from these um, mistakes and being very careful not to commit them. Sony, I think I've said quite enough on Boeing. Over yeah. to you, moderator. Okay, okay. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for giving us insights um, into the whole mess Boeing is taking us through. Um, at least if, for those who didn't know what the MCAS um, meant, at least we, we know now it's the Maneuvering Characteristic Augmentation System. And we know that's mainly the cause for their, their faults and their crashes okay so um, that's what we have for you today and so let me just summarize everything um Kwamina, Kwamina started with giving us an insight on google's io events which is happening um on the 7th of may so that's the version of that's google's version of the wwdc which is apple's conference where they launched their their new um ah uh, uh, so i'm um, talking about the apple worldwide developers conference uh, when do you, when is the next one? Oh, so the next one um, apparently is going to be on the third of June, and um, it will end on the seventh of June. I don't know. So like a week long. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, a week long. Okay. I'm sure. Yeah, I've not heard anything yet, so I'm sure Apple would start releasing. Or as as we all know, it's the the leaks will start flowing, so we know what what exactly they have for us. Yeah. So to continue with the summary, so Kamina gave us what Google is going to have for us. Um, he came up with the Pixel 3a. Um, the Pixel 3a. Is Google's attempt for us to also try and get the Pixel? Yeah, we the the non-rich kids <laughs> to try and, to try and pick up the Pixel for ourselves. He talked about the Android Android Q, um, Apple's. See me, 
this 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 because I'm an I'm Apple fan boy. So even well, when I'm talking at, about Google, well, I look at you. I look at <laughs> yeah. You. So yeah, um, he talked about the Android Q, the Google Stadia, and the their new update to the TV and their Apple their watch their watch it's not OS. Apple. It's Android. Yeah, watch OS. It's not Apple. It's not watch OS. It's called Android, Android Home. It's called Android Wear. Right now, you are not outnumbered. Yeah. So yeah. That's the that's the Google boys right there. Um, they are enjoying their themselves. When when my Apple folks come, we also have a a field day. Yeah. So um, Salom also gave us the the issue with Boeing and everything. What's happening with them? And I guess they they really have to to come out of this because if they don't, well, Airbus is going to have a field day in in on market shares and everything. Yeah, so. Right. Okay, so thank you, thank you for listening to us. I hope you you learnt a lot, and this is a little update for the week. And we'll definitely come back with uh, more in our next episodes. Yeah, All right. I'm ready. The next one. Okay, fine. That's on.